0: Welcome to Thought for the Week, a series of individual reflections broadcast over five weekdays here on Manx Radio. Reverend Dr. Dee Dee Haynes was, for some years, an active leader in the Methodist Church on the island. It's good that she's still available to bring us a thought for the day. Her new shoes were rubbing on her heel just a bit, and the collar of her white blouse seemed a little too stiff But these things could not rain on her parade, because today was the first day back to school. As the bus neared her destination, her mind began thinking about last year, and although she was excited about what today might bring, she couldn't help but remember some of the not-so-nice memories from the year before. Determined, she decided that she would make this a fresh start. Consider this. So often we are tempted to remember everything from our past, and because we are human creatures, We have a tendency to focus on the negative. The pain and the hurt of past wounds tends to stick to us like some kind of super-duper industrial glue. But what if we decided to leave the past in the past? What if we practiced a habit of beginning each day as hope-filled and ripe with possibility? Our vision would be set on the horizon. Instead of looking backward, we would focus on the moment and what it might bring. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The whole of God's universe is seeking to bring you goodness. The teacher began by saying, Your first assignment is to write an essay about your summer holiday. He took out that newly sharpened pencil from its case and thought to himself, I wish that I had a new pencil like this every day. It's sharp with a perfect point, and it makes the nicest letters upon the page. Too bad it can't stay new and sharp like this forever. Consider this. Every day we are presented with new opportunities to create something wonderful something that speaks of our individual personality and shows the world the kind of person that we are. But the grind of everyday life can sometimes leave us less than enthused or inspired. Our spirits can appear dull and worn, rendering us flat, weary, and less likely to tell others our story. When we pay attention to our spiritual selves, we open the door for an opportunity to sharpen our sense of who we are and our place in the world. We need this kind of knowledge because the world can make us weary. We are not machines, but human creatures created by a God who longs for us, not for what we can do, but for the sheer joy of who we are as a creature made in the image of the one who made us all. As she waited for the school bus, she smoothed her skirt and pressed her hand over her hair to make sure that it was all in place. Looking down at her shoes, she recognized that all of that polishing had the desired effect. She could almost see her face in that shine. She was ready for the day, and just when she thought that everything was about to be as perfect as it could be, along came that bus, a little too close to the curb, and the muddy water from the street sprayed all over her good intentions. Consider this. We seem to spend an inordinate amount of time preparing to look the very best that we can, on the outside. We wouldn't think about wearing that wrinkled shirt without giving it some time on the ironing board. And if the cuff on our shirt begins to look the same color as the soup we had for lunch, we put on a fresh shirt before going back to the office. But how much consideration do we give to the inside of who we are? Our spirits also need to be cared for, That eternal flame that burns within each human creature longs to be fed and nurtured. But where do we find that kind of food? All around us, in everything and everyone, the spirit of God's goodness can be found. It is ripe for the picking, and it will feed our hearts and minds. If we remember that what is on the inside really counts for much more than how we appear on the outside, we might just take the time to stop for a few moments and recognize the hunger we have for a God who so loved the world. By the fourth day of school, she knew that she had made a bad choice. In her mind, the thought of playing a musical instrument was going to be something fun. But after only one session, she realized that it was going to be a lot of work. She was going to have to practice every single day. Tonight, after tea, she would tell her father that she had changed her mind. She wanted to quit. She didn't want to play the clarinet after all. Consider this. So often we have a picture in our minds about what something will be, and after exploring we find out that it requires much more of us than we are willing to give. This is also true for our relationships. We have a fantasy about what it will be like to have a friend, a partner, or spouse. We create a picture, an ideal life, in our minds. And when things don't meet our expectations, we are quick to give up. Relationships require time, They demand that we pay attention to them. A good relationship calls for negotiation and shared power. More than anything, successful relationships ask that we give them time. God is giving all of us time. Time to notice that there is within us a need for a spiritual relationship, that there is something within us that longs for more than what we can see and maybe even more than what we can understand. And so God waits, and gives us time, and never ever gives up on us. His favorite classes were Maths and Science, He liked to put all of the figures into rows and then add them up. He was fascinated by chemical equations and looked forward to science experiments where combining one element with another would produce something new. More than anything, he was comforted by the certainty of what he learned. Consider this. We all want to know the ins and outs of every detail of our life together. We tell ourselves that this kind of knowledge will make us better prepared for the world as if we could know what will happen every day and how we might respond. Perhaps it is this kind of thinking that leads us to shy away from spiritual things. We tell ourselves that if we can't see it or possess it, it must not be real. What a shame it would be to miss out on the great rewards of a spiritual life simply because it remains a mystery. And what a tragedy it is, when someone tells us unless we experience things just as they do, our sense of spirituality is something less. The love of God and God's desire for relationship with us is something mysterious, wonderful, and maybe even beyond human comprehension. But that does not make it any less real. When we open our minds to the great mystery we also open our hearts to the one who speaks the world into being.